I'm Trent Norris, fund manager at Sterling Capital. And this is Michelle Nipko. I'm the podcast host, and welcome to the One Trade Podcast. Hi, Trent. Another volatile week, to put it mildly, <laughs> with a continued war in Ukraine, inflation, the Fed policy changes. I know we have a Fed meeting this week. Um, you know, we started the week with crude oil hitting $130 a barrel. And it seemed like gas prices increased what felt like seconds later, right? <laughs> and and then just the market was crazy this week. It was kind of mirroring my emotions up, then down, then up, then down and back again. Uh, what are your thoughts, Trent? Well, honestly, I feel a little bit like baby in Dirty Dancing after she meets Patrick Swayze. Michelle? I'm having the time of my life. <laughs> <laughs> Let's hear more. Yeah. Our overall thesis since we started this podcast is continuing to play out. Gold challenged its all-time high last week, and the ARK ETF now has officially given up all of its gains, almost as if its euphoric buying post-pandemic never happened. And this hyper-growth ETF has done a complete round trip. Oh, wow. And right now, the general markets in big tech are standing outside in the snow and cold, literally freezing. And instead of offering them a warm blanket, the Fed is about to dump buckets of ice cold freezing water on these markets by raising rates. They're going to stop buying treasuries and mortgage backed securities and attempt to lower their balance sheet. All this, by the way, is the yield curve is flattening, getting closer to an inversion. So the writing is already on the wall of how this is shaping up to be just a disaster. Mm -hmm. Yep. Agreed. And, you know, we're now hearing more talk of persistent inflation. Even Janet Yellen, former Fed chair and now Treasury secretary, said that Americans will likely see another year of very uncomfortably high inflation. A little late, Janet, but welcome to the club. And President Biden is, oh, Okay. Get through this. President Biden is now blaming the year-long record high inflation on the Russian invasion. And this is exactly what we talked about on last week's episode. Uh, people will use Russia as a scapegoat and not take responsibility. And I wouldn't be surprised if some of your financial advisors will be doing the same thing when discussing portfolio performance. Mm -hmm. So, Michelle, uh, could you please describe for our listeners the chart that I sent you this past week that shows the CPI, 10-year Treasury rate, and the Fed's fund rate? Sure. You know, such an interesting chart. Um, the Consumer Price Index, which came out last week, was at 7.87%. so high. The 10-year Treasury rate is 1.86%. The effective federal funds rate is 0.08%. Hmm. Yeah, this chart is literally shocking and screams something is broken. One look at the chart, and it's very obvious that we have a problem. The bond market, fixed income, 10-year treasury, however you want to talk about the lending markets, is literally the straw that stirs the drink. These lending markets are the things that hold everything together. And what's so crazy and frightening is that bonds don't make any sense here. Why hold something that yields 2% when inflation is 7.9%? That is a guaranteed lahoo suffer. <laughs> <laughs> 
I get that bonds are insurance and will serve a useful purpose if we get a deflationary crash in the stock market, but this is not the market we are currently in. We are seeing a continued rotation from growth to value. So once again, we need to talk about gold here. You know, I look at that disconnected inflation and interest rate chart as an opportunity. And this is one of those rare periods of time where substituting some bond exposure for gold exposure makes absolute sense. And I think big money is catching on. I mean, look at the chart of Newmont Mining. It's the only gold stock in the S&P 500 that has the liquidity necessary for larger institutions and it's been on fire since the beginning of December. Oh, yes. It's such a nice chart. And for the listeners out there, if you're not familiar with it, the ticker is NEM. Yeah. And I'm going to say that there's a small chance, so maybe 10% or less, that even a gold guy like myself could be shocked about what it could do over the next few years. You know, for our one trade podcast, three of the eight picks so far have been gold and silver stocks, and they have been the most consistent. And I think we are onto something that is building, and the train hasn't left the station, and it's just getting started. So if you're an accredited investor and want to talk about uh, my fund, Sterling Capital, please shoot us an email. And just a reminder, our email is onetradepodcast at gmail.com. And I am really liking the gold and silver plays that we've talked about, Trent. In this very uncertain world we're in right now, these very tangible commodities feel certain to me, right? They say invest in what you understand and what makes sense. Gold and silver make sense to me. I get them. They do. And in my fund, we also have great exposure to energy, natural gas, copper, zinc, and uranium, to name a few others. And I've also been doing some tactical shorting on this environment that's doing well. So, and what people need to understand for the time being is that indexing or passive management won't work. This is a whole different ballgame. The stock market is no longer a broken slot machine. This is where the sharks are separated from the minnows. <laughs> and on that note, Trent, you know, what's really interesting is the best performing equity in our podcast portfolio has been shorting Datadog. With a simple out-of-the-money put, we've made almost 100% to date. That's great. Given everything we're seeing in the market that you just spoke about, Trent, we thought, like we talked about this, the the trade of the week should be another short. Now remember, this is not investment advice and always consult with a professional. But for this week in our portfolio, we're considering shorting DoorDash. So how did we come to that? First of all, I personally use short, medium, and longer-term machine learning models to, pr- to predict equity direction, and when they all align on a direction, I know there's a strong signal. But I always align that with a narrative and a business case. So what is that? For DoorDash, it IPO'd on December 9th, 2020, and started trading at $182 a share. It's a pretty, pretty high price. Right. Now, has the company ever reported positive earnings? No. <laughs> and, and recently, the earnings per share went from negative 0.3 in September 2021 to negative 0.45 in December of 2021. So it's trending down. Right, Michelle. You know, DoorDash, the concept, makes some sense in an era of convenience and luxury. Not so much today. Exactly, Trent. You know, gas and, as we all know, gas and food prices are both going up. Yeah, I would, tell me about it. Yeah, <laughs> with a family of five, I'm sure you're feeling that. 
I would argue less money for average consumers like us to number one, eat out and number two, have it delivered. Also, you think about the labor cost side, the cost that the drivers have for gas will increase, may be more difficult to find drivers and also with the labor shortage on top of that. You know, I loved the idea of DoorDash during COVID. We were actively trying to isolate at home and we weren't out spending money. So ordering DoorDash was a really nice treat in that particular circumstance. It was really a substitute for eating out. But thinking about it, the company was not profitable even during that time, right? right? So I'm not sure with these current headwinds that you outlined, Trent, how DoorDash can become profitable. And we know the cost of capital is going up, so to operate a company unprofitably is going to become more expensive. So the stock is currently at 86.97, still pretty high. So it feels like there's some nice asymmetric opportunity here to the downside. Yeah, you know, Michelle, honestly, the restaurant business in general just sounds really difficult with labor and food costs surging. I mean, add on a convenience fee like DoorDash, and this short trade just makes a lot of sense. Mm -hmm. And there's actually a second angle here as well. I mean, we can also look at this play as more insurance for our portfolio. So if the markets were to go into a panic mode, aka March 2020 all over again, which we haven't seen yet, a DoorDash short would pay off in spades. And, mm -hmm. you know, what terms are you thinking when doing the short trade? Straight puts or something more elaborate? So I generally like to put on credit spreads to take advantage of theta, where it's it's a really nice part of options, right? Where you can make money just by simply the passage of time, which we, right. of anything that's hopefully guaranteed, it's the passage of time. <laughs> mm -hmm. I love that. So so I like to sell uh, call credit spreads in this sort of scenario. But you know what? We, we could just buy a, a put as well. So it, it really depends on your own trading philosophy. Okay. Sounds great. Cool. So don't think we have a bias against stocks that begin with the letter D. <laughs> <laughs> Good point. <laughs> <laughs> there's there's some logic here, right? Oh, we would explain it to y'all. So uh, anyway, um, let's have a great trading week. Everybody take care and um, looking forward to the FOMC meeting on Wednesday. Anticipate a quarter rate hike. We'll see um, if there's any surprises that are coming in this environment. Who knows? Right. Yep. Awesome. All right. Thanks, everybody. All right, everyone. Stay free. And that's the podcast. If you like the podcast and would like to hear more each week, don't forget to subscribe. And of course, we'd always appreciate a review. If you'd like to contact us to learn more about Sterling Capital or just to say hi, you can email us at onetradepodcast at gmail.com. Let's have a great trading week, everybody. Take care. Bye-bye. And now for the required risk disclosure. The material in this podcast is presented solely for informational purposes and is not to be construed as solicitation or an offer to buy or sell any securities or any related financial instruments, nor should any of its content be taken as investment advice. One Trade Podcast accepts no liability whatsoever for any loss or damage of any kind arising out of all or any part of this material. We recommend you consult with a licensed and qualified professional before making any investment decision.